Hi there, this is Watchin, and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for Black women on the corporate climb. In today's episode, we are going to talk about your readiness to leave a position. I think um, if you got the Monday memo, you know that I touched briefly on this topic because it's been coming up a lot lately in terms of people feeling frustrated with their current roles or feeling like it's time to be doing something else. And I think as we go through the episode, we'll talk about some of like where that frustration comes from and what I've done in the past to like um, to avoid some of those like frustrating times. Not to say it's always been perfect, but um, for me, I think that preparation makes things a lot easier. And like I'm not always great at this, but um, I think that the more you prepare, the easier the the transition is. And so, first, let's talk about. Um, leaving jobs or just jobs in general. So in my opinion, there are four stages to kind of each role that you have. The first is getting the job and like learning the job, right? So you get it, you're super excited, you're starting a new position. Um, That's phase one, like you're just trying to figure out the basics of like what is required of you. A lot of times we know that um, what you see on the job description versus what you're doing day to day aren't always exactly the same. So getting your feet wet and understanding like, okay, here are the core responsibilities of my job. So for me, that is a step one. Like that's the basics. That is what everyone is doing. And I think most people are really great at that part of like understanding like what they need to do to get the job done. Step two for me is like getting excellent at that job and becoming excellent and being comfortable are not the same things, right? So you get to a place where you're figuring out like what the gaps are, things that, you know, you didn't anticipate as being challenges or areas of opportunity for your position and you are maximizing how you deliver on those things, right? And so... That phase two, a lot of people, um, I think, take for granted how much impact that can have, right? Being the person who is able to make things better in a role, right? Not just doing the status quo and becoming comfortable and saying like, oh, I could do this in my sleep and so I will, or I'll spend my time doing other things. And I feel like we're all guilty of that. Like I have days where I'm on autopilot as well, where I'm not necessarily thinking about, you know, how do I add value? How do I consistently deliver above and beyond um, what is required? I know when we were planning the um, the career summit, when we were planning the climb, for me, I was in a consumer behavior class at the time. And my the question in the back of my mind was like, how can I surprise and delight the women who attend the climb, right? That was my measure of excellence, right? There was a baseline of what I expected, but my goal was to surprise and delight the women who came. And so as you're thinking about that phase two, how are you surprising and delighting, you know, be it your boss, your companies, around the expectations that you have for yourself and for what you deliver um, in that phase two of your current job? And again, I think that people, myself included, at times are average at best at, um, at phase two, but it's really important because it sets you up for phase three and phase four, right? Phase three, in my opinion, is the most important phase when you're thinking about career transitioning, but it's the phase that people either spend the least amount of time on or they spend, or they skip it all together, right? And, um, for me, that phase is what we'll talk about mostly for the podcast episode. And then we'll talk a little bit about phase four as well, because I think that that's where people get stuck and they get frustrated. And a lot of the times it's because you've skipped step three. And step three is getting ready to look for another job. So you don't go, in my opinion, you don't go from being excellent to looking for another job, right? There are certain things that um, that your focus has to shift a little bit, because in phase two, you're focusing on how you can excel and become um 
kind of like the woman around town for your specific role. In phase three, you're looking at what are the things that you need to add to your skill set or add to your resource kit that will help you transition to a new position um, a little bit easier. So like your focus is shifting from your current role to like, what do I need to be doing so that I can start looking for my next position? Because I feel like, you know, I've hit a ceiling here. My growth opportunities have, you know, kind of, I've done what I could do. I've learned what I could learn here. Um, And so that getting ready phase um, to me is super, super important. And just just so we're clear, just because you feel like you're ready for a new job does not actually mean that you are ready, right? Because like feelings are just around your current feelings of the position that you're in. To me, being ready says that you have put certain um, structures in place, that you have done certain legwork so that when you are looking for a new job or you are in the market, it's not brand new. Like it's not the first time that the people that you're hearing about this are, you know, are, are hearing that you are maybe interested in doing something new, right? Like you've had those conversations. Um, and so in step three, what I've found to be helpful, Oh, I guess I can tell you step four too. So step four then is like when you actively start looking for the job, right? So like you, you're actively reaching out to people about specific jobs that you've seen, whether it's in their companies or you're talking to recruiters or headhunters or things like that. Like, In step four, you are active. In step three, where we're going to focus most of our time is around preparing to start actively looking. And I know that sounds crazy, but it will make step four so much easier because you'll have a lot of clarity around like what you're actually going to be spending your time and energy on in step four versus things that just don't matter. Um, And so I would say the first thing in that getting, getting readiness, getting ready for a new job phase is understanding why you're leaving your current company. Um, if you've ever heard Carla speak, uh, she was at The Climb. She was also part of the launch event. She says there's a difference between running to a position and running from a position. And the energy that you put towards those two things are very different. And so for for you, as you're thinking about um, looking up, like getting ready to you know, do a job transition or get a new job, are you looking to go to something that is strategically part of your career plan or are you just frustrated and bored at your current job and so you like you want an exit strategy right because that may not be the best way to start looking for jobs or you get to a place where you're just so like you're just so over it right we all hit that wall where it's like why am I even here um and so making sure that when you are looking towards or you start thinking about okay it might be time for me to you know make an exit are you leaving because you've exhausted all of your resources are you leaving because you've learned everything that you could learn are you leaving because you've given everything that you can to this position and it really is time you know to try to stretch and grow in a, in a different direction so the first thing is like being clear on if you're running to a new position or if you're trying to run from a position if you're trying to run from a position I would say take some time to to really look at if there is more that you can get or give in your current position. I think the second thing um, to be thinking about is skill gaps. Um, We had a call tonight around, you know, the difference between when you're a senior manager and you're a, um, a director, what the expectations are of those jobs and those positions from your company and the people that, you know, either report to you or that you'll be working with and being clear on what those skill expectations are. And if you actually have a percentage of them, not to say you have to be a hundred percent perfect at them. Right. But from a manager to a director, the expectation most times is that you are able to think strategically about, you know, big picture things that impact the company, but also about people and staff and managing. If you have not already done that, right. Are there areas where you can find 
that you can display that you're, you are capable of doing those things in your current role? Are there opportunities in the role that you have to kind of close those gaps for yourself when you start having conversations? Um, just because I think that like displaying that you at least are able to think in the way that the new job or the new position requires you to think before it's even required of you will help the job um, the job search a little bit more. And also like being able to display success in areas um, that are valuable to whatever the potential next role may be makes you an easier sell, right? Because they can... Um, they can form that bridge themselves when, when they're talking to you or when they're looking at your resume because you've already thought ahead to that next position and you're not trying to gain that experience solely on their dime. Like You're like, I understand what this next level requires of me and here are the, the results and the actions that I've taken to be able to show that like, yep, I can do this. And granted, not everybody does that. It's different for you know men versus women and you hear the stats around how men apply when they're a lot less qualified for a position than women do. And I totally hear all that. All I'm saying is if you're trying to put yourself in the best position um, to be able to transition and transition quickly, um, it is in your best interest to figure out like what is required at that next level that I'm trying to reach and what are some things that are in my control that I can do now in a, in a safe space where I've already established a reputation of doing good work, where people give me a little bit more grace because I'm not new, because I'm not new and they like, they know me. And so if I make mistakes while I'm learning this thing, like it's not seen as a character flaw, um, as opposed to you learning these things on a new job where no, you have no track record of anything, right? So being able to leverage what you have um, in your current job to help fill some of those skills skill gaps. I think another thing that we take for granted are relationships, right? Most jobs, as you get more senior in your career, are going to be um, acquired through some form of a relationship. Like the the days of you know submitting something online and then like somebody seeing how great you were and calling you in, like not to say that it doesn't happen, but the chances of you, you know, getting a call about something from someone in your network, um, is a lot higher in terms of success than, a you know, a shot in the dark through, uh, an algorithm that these, um, the companies use to screen people and you get a thousand people per, per application. So for you, have you identified the key people that you need to have on your team to make the transition a little bit easier for you, right? So is that, you know, allies at a company that you, you know, that you really feel like you'd be a good fit for? Do you even have a list of companies that you've done some research on that you feel like your skill sets and the the vision that you have for your career that those companies would fit well in? Have you had coffees um, with people to learn about the culture of the company before you even have an ask of them? Do you have enough allies internally so that if it's an internal position that you're trying to go after, that you have people to speak on your behalf um, to to help push you and propel you forward. And if you don't have those people, you need to identify who they are and then start to form some kind of a working relationship with them because ultimately, as well as you can pitch yourself and you can tell people how great you are, it sometimes it carries more weight if there are other people who are also respected who can co-sign you, right? It's not always necessary, but it definitely helps a ton when you can get the co-sign of someone that you've been working for or working with for three years to say, oh yeah, like she's amazing, um, and you would should be an asset to any team that she joined. Or you know, if somebody's at a different company, like I've worked with her in this capacity, I've known her in this way. So being able to identify who maybe three to five people 
who have the reputation and the clout that's necessary. And it doesn't mean they have to be a senior level person, but if it's somebody who has been killing it at their company for four years and is seen as someone who provides high value to the organization, having them walk your resume into a hiring manager and saying, I think this is someone that you should strongly consider carries weight. And I know we've talked a lot in the past about, you know, how do we grow our networks? And I've given suggestions in the past, but volunteering opportunities, joining committees, um, you know, professional groups, working groups. And I know it's hard when people have, you know, families and they have other responsibilities. But I think that if you can, it's really important to prioritize this because those relationships, especially if they're nurtured and cultivated, they grow year over year and the value that you get from them. And you're not always... um, you're not always withdrawing from them, right? Like you don't know when you'll need someone or when someone will need you. Like I've had people offer to help me. And like right now, it's not an appropriate time. I had a call last week of someone who wants to help me with something. And just as a business, like I'm not there yet. And But I still plan to grow that relationship because I authentically think that she is an amazing executive who has done great work. And I'm sure there'll come a time in my career where, you know, I may need to lean on her, but establishing that relationship now and establishing rapport is going to help when I do need to make an ask where she will potentially have to put her name on the line for me. So if you, if you haven't identified those people, it's really important that you identify those people um, and start, you know, creating real relationships with them if you expect them to, in some way, make some kind of a sacrifice for you. Um, and then I just think the last, um, one of the last things to think about too is like understanding what maybe changes you'll have to make in yourself in order to excel at that next level, right? And are you actively working on those things um, to make sure that you can do that? I think there's a book that says like, what got you here won't get you there, right? And so what you got, what you, what was required of you to be great or be good or be excellent in your current role may not be what's required of you in that next role. And once you look at it, you might be like, hey, that's just not really a price that I want to pay. I talk about this with my friends all the time where who are considering, you know, in the consulting field, like, do I want to go the partner track or not? Right. And it's like, uh, I've done some research on what's required of a partner and like, I really don't want to do all that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it would be, um, I think in your best interest to understand, like, here are the things that are important to me. Here are the the boundaries that I have around myself. And um, here is what I know that I'm willing to put in at this point in my life, what I'm able to put in at this point in my life as far as my career is concerned. And being really honest with yourself that, like, life goes through phases. And before you start reaching out to people saying, hey, can you refer me to this job or can you do this? Like, you are clear on, like, what your boundaries are so you don't have people putting their themselves or their name on the line for you for something that you probably aren't a good fit for not because you don't have the skill set but just because like where you are in your life like it just does not work that well um for you and like what it is that you're trying to do I think the last thing um that I will say about getting ready is like making sure that you have a strategy for your career right and not to say that you have to go um like this has to happen and this has to happen and this has to happen and this has to happen but I think loosely having an understanding of like, here's what I'm trying to accomplish with my career. Like eventually, not me, this is just um, 
like a random thing because I definitely don't want to be a CMO. But if you know now that like your ultimate career goal, at least from the information that you have right now, is to be a CMO, a chief marketing officer for, you know, a mid-sized firm, like you can map out some of the, the steps that you feel like you need to take. And so when you get and start pursuing opportunities, you check in to make sure that like, hey, is this job that I'm going to pursue or this company that I'm going to pursue getting me closer or further away from like what my ultimate career objective is? Right. And is it getting me off track in a way that I'm okay with? Or am I just chasing something else without any real plan around like what I want my career to look like? Because at the end of the day, like there are managers and people in your careers who are um, who are tasked with helping you in your careers. But at the end of the day, people are worried about their own careers. Right. So like your manager cares about you, but they probably care about themselves a little bit more and like what kind of work it is that they want to be doing. And so for you, make sure that you have a clear strategy around like the kind of career that you want to build, the give and takes, um, that those things might require of you at different phases in your life. And then just understanding that like things may not go as planned, but at least you have a roadmap and you can adjust um, as things come to, to fruition. Um, the fourth step that we talked about very briefly is like actively looking for um, a position. I know that in today's world, like job searching seems like a numbers game, right? Like the more jobs that you apply for, the higher chances are of actually landing a job. In my opinion, that's not necessarily the most effective way to get to a job that you're not going to be repeating the same cycle with where you get there, you're there for 12 months and then you hate it. And you got to, you know, start that whole job search thing all over again. And job, um, job searching just like it's exhausting. Like if you've ever had to look for a job where you're trying to pivot, it takes so much time and it takes a lot of, of emotional, um, emotional resolve, right? Because you go through a lot of no's sometimes you go through a lot of questioning, you go through a lot of like, um, have I done this career thing wrong? You're feeling, you're comparing yourself to other people. And so I think a lot of that comes from like one, not having a strategy, but two, also not preparing. And so when you, for me, when I decide that I want to like do something else or, or meet someone um, to help me do something else, I'm pretty clear on like what my asks are of people, right? Because I've done the work to say, okay, for the next role, I, I want to have this kind of boss, this kind of like schedule. I want to have, be doing this kind of work. I want the majority of my day to be spent doing X, Y, Z. And so I target people at companies and in roles that I think would either give me insight or would also be like willing to lend them their, um, I guess, social capital um, to help me a- accomplishing that. And so my meetings are very targeted. Um, I rarely apply. Well, I don't remember the last time I applied for a job online because most of my jobs I would say 95% of my jobs have come through relationships, but it's me going and saying, Hey, you know, here's where I currently am. Here's the, like the development stuff that I've been doing. I'm thinking about doing this next. Like, how would you advise me moving forward with this? Right. I'm actually going to have, um, this conversation with a couple of my mentors around. I choose the latter in terms of like, here's where I see this going. Here's the level of corporate involvement that I think I want to have. Um, I thought about X, Y, and Z, like these three different kind of ways, no corporations being involved, a lot of corporate involvement, kind of hand-selecting corporations that can be involved. How do you recommend I go about deciding which move is the best move for me, right? So I'm going with some very targeted questions for them. Um, 
based on when they are senior in corporations, right? And so they, they control budgets, they have the expertise, they are the ones deciding where they do and don't spend money, how they evaluate the different partners that they have, what they require of those different partners. And so I know that they have that level of expertise. In the same way, when you're looking at your jobs, it's like, talk to the people who have the insight that give you information that you don't already have to be able to make an informed decision that's best for you and where you are in your life today. Um, and so when you start actively looking, you should have tons of questions for headhunters. If that's who you're working with, you should be talking to the appropriate people in terms of like, if someone's a hiring manager and it doesn't necessarily need to be a hiring manager at where you are applying, but like to get some, some solid advice on the strategy that you have. And if it's going to bear the fruit that you, you know, that you actually want it to do. And again, I think a lot of this is based on relationships. And so my advice to everyone is to spend the time in the getting ready phase. Spend the, Once you start feeling that little itch of like, okay, like I'm starting to get a little complacent, start doing the work, the personal work to start getting ready to reach out to people and all that, but make sure that you've done your due diligence um, before you start involving other people because you the kinds of the caliber of people that you're going to want to talk to are not going to have a lot of time. And so when you meet them, you want to make sure that you are maximizing um, the time that they're giving to you and also like whatever resources that they may offer you. Um, And so think about what your long game is, not your short term. I just want to get out of this job, which I know is hard because jobs can become frustrating. I get that. And things can get exhausting and people can get on your nerves. And there are days where you just like don't feel like doing it. But on those days, as opposed to looking for a new job, I would I would recommend doing like a self-care day and just like taking a, a minute to recalibrate. Like that's where I am currently. Like I'm feeling um, very, 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 very emotionally like taxed and exhausting and exhausted. And it's taking me a lot longer to do um, things that I would normally like do in my sleep or things that I would be like super excited about accomplishing as it pertains to like career. Like right now I just don't have it in me. And as opposed to being like, Oh, it's gotta be my job. It's one of those like, all right, watch and take a step back. Um, take a couple of days to just be in your feelings about stuff. Be honest about how you feel about, you know, the current state of your career and the, like the work that you're doing and like the emotional toll that it takes to perform at the level that you want to perform at and take some time to regroup, recalibrate. Um, and then, you know, make a, make decisions when I'm in a better, less emotional state. Um, and so that would be my, um, my encouragement to you. Like don't make job decisions about readiness when you're in a state of like frustration or you feel like your back is against the wall. Um, before you get there, spend some time in step three, the getting ready phase. So that step one is, um, I'm sorry. So that step four is a step that you're taking, making an informed decision on as opposed to an impulsive decision. Um, hopefully that this is helpful as always, if you want to keep the conversation going, join us on Instagram at I choose the ladder or on Facebook at I choose the ladder. And until next time, thank you for listening.